Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Fusick Podcast. We are excited about another episode here. Um, I am your co-host, Craig Miller, and I am accompanied by the one and only TJ McKinnis. How are we doing, everyone? Welcome, Craig. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing outstanding, brother. What do you got planned for this weekend? Well, I have uh, heading to Maine, which I haven't been in a very long time. I'm going to see some friends uh, late Thursday into Friday. Uh, we have a bachelor party. We're going up into the mountains, um, and I guess it's a treehouse cabins, and we're going to be playing uh, disc golf or frisbee golf. Uh, gonna go on a pontoon boat in the lake and just enjoy ourselves. And then on Sunday, I get to go home to my hometown in Rumford and spend some time with my family. It's been a, well over five years since I've been home in, in Rumford. So looking forward to catching up with some folks there and uh, have an enjoyable weekend. That's, How about you, that's Craig? Awesome, what do you man. got going on? Yeah, man, I'm that excited awesome. about that. I am fortunate enough um, to have qualified for another colonial excursion trip. and Boom. Katie and I are headed to Vermont, so we're going to be in Stowe, Vermont um, this whole weekend with a small group of Colonial Lights, and um, very, very excited about this. Every Colonial trip that I've ever been on has been amazing, just first class, and you know, you can't really compete with the way they they treat you in these events, and I'm excited because... Katie is getting to go on her first one, and also she is actually not only going on the first trip, but she's missing the first two days of school. She's a school teacher, and wow. missing the first two days back. So I'm really, really hoping that uh, that this is a good one because I hope it's worth it <laughs> for her missing yeah. the first two days of school. But we'll see. I, I really don't have any doubt about it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I grew up in a family of teachers. Uh, my parents, my uncles and aunts were all teachers, and and if you're Katie's missing the first day of school. That's commitment, my friend. So, yeah, you better make sure it is worthwhile for her. Yeah, we're so, going gonna to make it awesome. right. So we're excited about it. Um, we've got four um, Central Florida people that are getting the, that got to qualify, which is obviously the reason why. Even better. I'm the reason, better. Yeah, that reason why I got to qualify is because they uh, did so well. So I have a huge thank you to everybody in Central Florida for allowing me to win this trip because I did not sell a single policy. So it was definitely – all the credit goes to them, and I'm just fortunate to be the one that gets to go and, and enjoy it. So excited about that. But, um, uh, well, I would like to welcome Mr. Chris Daniels onto the show. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be on the the, co- the call with you guys and uh, to talk to the audience. <laughs> any, any fun plans this weekend, Chris? Uh, this weekend is going to be spending some time with my wife. You know, we've been building all year long and uh, being very dedicated and focused on that. So she's been very supportive of, you know, kind of giving me my space to to build. So I'm going to give her a fully dedicated weekend of nothing but attention to her. <laughs> yeah, smart man, newly married, newlywed. That's a smart man. Well, Chris, let's let's get this started. Um, this is the Fusick podcast. Uh, and, and can you t- tell us a little bit about what Fusick means to you? And uh, what was your what was a big couldn't for you? Uh, what it, what it really breaks down to me is it's all about opportunity to shine, opportunity to to bring others to the same thought process and the same vision and the same goals that have been buried inside of you and and um, for one reason or another throughout 
you know, your career as, a, as an adult or even growing up being an, an athlete, you know, other people saying that you don't have the opportunity to move forward just because you can't do it or there, there's a lot of negativity that surrounds that. Um, and, and, I, and I believe the majority of, of people out there that are in the W-2 world um, don't understand that negativity kills dreams and it kills opportunities and it, and it, it doesn't give a person that has enormous potential to shine and to really show what has built America, which is entrepreneurism. And, uh, you know, it's been there in my careers and, you know, sometimes you let it get to you until really you get around somebody very positive and, and their words aren't what draws you. It's their actions. It's just what they do on a day-to-day basis and the consistency that they, that they show to you. And, um, you know, it's sometimes you just need a quick little smack in the back of the head to say, Hey, pay attention to this one. This one's going to, going to show you the path to, to everything you've ever dreamed about. So I, I, I go right back to it's, it's opportunity. Fusic's all about opportunity. As long as you listen to your heart and listen to your, your personal drive and your own work ethic. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Tell us about, um, like, a, a, you know, your story and, and, kind of your fusic story of how you overcame some things and and your story with colonial life and how you've built one of the top offices in the country over the past couple of years okay okay well um as you know i've got a pretty diverse background um as far as things yeah, we might not we might not have time for everything okay but, you know, all right we yes, can minimize yes, yes. it <laughs> so, so let's just skip ahead a little bit but anyway um you know i i think the fact that I have had a diverse background, it, it enables me to really see things from different viewpoints and stay focused on um, my dreams ahead and what it takes to achieve them. Um, I would say that failing was a major factor in the success I have because I I left another company where leadership in that company completely changed and it became less about developing the people around you and more about throwing throwing a hundred people against the wall and just work with the one that just happens to stick around at the end of the day. And I, I just ethically, morally, and legally, I could not buy into that. And, you know, I was very, very loyal to them for 13 plus years. And when that changed, you know, um, it was very, very hard for me to, to change. It was very hard for me to, to realize that this wasn't the future that I had planned to retire from this company and I remember it was a Thursday evening at 11 o'clock at night getting home from a long day. And I sat in the chair in the front room and my fiance at the time, my wife now, um, just kind of left me alone because she could see something was really bothering me. And I called the president of the company and I said, I'm sorry, I'm done. I can't continue down this path ethically or morally. It just is not right. Um, and the comment he made was the light switch that changed my entire world moving forward. He said, I've been waiting for this call. I was wondering when you were going to make this call. And I just paused, kept quiet for a second, and I said, thank you for confirming I'm making the right decision because I was really torn about it. And took a couple months off. I knew about Colonial. I had several friends that had come over here, former coworkers that had left earlier. And even though I was feeling the immense failure of not making the other company work, um, which it really wasn't going the right direction. Everything was going down the tubes. Um, when I came over to Colonial, you know, just the family atmosphere, just the, the leadership and, and 
to be honest, you, Craig, when you, when, when you came on board, the world changed. It was all about very positive environment, very about, it was about family. It was about, you know, think of others first. It was the very servant leadership. It was, it was everything that I wanted and it was everything that I knew was out there. I just didn't know where to go or who to find, you know, who to talk to, to get it. But I knew to go after those that are showing success by action. And that's what I was looking for. I didn't want to hear the words. I wanted to see it and stick my nose down. Um, you know, when I came over to Colonial, they wanted me to take a higher position, but I said, no, I want to step back and take an agent position to learn. You know, this is my opportunity to, to change my future and hopefully become a better leader for those that if I do get the opportunity to lead in the future. Um, and I think it was the great decision is to stay, take a step back, humble myself that titles don't matter. You know, show, show Colonial, show the friends and family that I have today that I can do the work too, and, and I'm willing to do it. So even as devastated as I was having to make that decision, you know, four and a half, five years ago, um, it was probably the best decision I've made because I couldn't imagine my life where it is today if it hadn't happened. That's great, buddy. That is that is fantastic. And I can say firsthand that I've watched you grow and, and, and become an outstanding leader and become somebody that I would I would definitely work for, um, hands down, an easy decision. So very, very proud of you. Um, and, and kind of the person, and not just the person, but just the coach and the leader. And, and I can tell that your team has a positive environment. And not only that, man, you drive competitiveness. And I think that's so important in what we do. And people shy away from that sometimes. And um, I, I think competitiveness is healthy. I know I talk about, um, you know, I always wanted to be a, a baseball coach or a basketball coach, um, but just didn't feel like that was what my calling was, you know, at the end of the day. But you know, people say all the time, do you miss playing baseball? And I say, no, I don't really miss playing baseball because I'm in an environment of competitiveness all the time. And I think, you know, baseball, as much as I love it, what I really, truly loved was the camaraderie, you know, with the boys and also the competitiveness of the competition. Well, we get that camaraderie with the boys in the office and in team atmosphere, but we also get the competitiveness of going out and trying to make that, you know, make that sale, but also help people change their life and the competitiveness of, of you know, offices to offices and numbers and everything. And it just, it creates such a healthy environment because competitiveness is, is healthy. And this whole thing, and not to get political or anything, but like kids not keeping score, like that drives me nuts. Kids need to learn how to lose. That's and a huge kids mistake. Need to learn that, Absolutely. Kids need to learn that it's okay you know, that sometimes in life you're going to lose, but it's how you react to it. And it's, okay, how am I going to rebound for this? How am I going to get better from it? But if you never lose, you're not setting yourself up for the real world. Right. And, you know, and, and I just, I'll, I won't, I'll get off the soapbox on that. But, I mean, I think competitiveness is so healthy. And one thing I noticed on your team, Chris, is that you always drive a healthy competitiveness and a fire that people want to get better. And the real job of a leader is to make people better than they ever thought they could achieve, right? Make people see a different level of success or a different level of you know of who that person could be you've got to help them see that and, and sometimes it means pushing them a little bit harder but also it means believing in them before they can believe themselves so you do a great job of that and something i've got to witness firsthand no i appreciate that the team makes it easy i can say that <laughs> well craig you know going back to the the competitiveness if you look at some of these top athletes out there um the ryan leaf the ryan leaf story is unbelievable his biggest thing was he di he didn't know how to lose he never really failed at anything, or he, or he, if he wasn't good at something, he would stop and move and do something else. So when he started realizing, okay, I'm in the NFL and I'm around athletes who, who are working hard, who are 
studying film, who are not out every single night of the week, that's that's when issues happen, you know. And so I think building a, an environment around competition is key, but also failing is very important. Letting people know it's okay to fail, and true failure is when you quit something and 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 go do something else. Uh, so, uh, Chris, keeping that in in the forefront is is awesome, and I, and I'm sure if you if you peel back a bunch of the onions you'll realize that because you have a competitive office and your uh, competitive nature yourself uh, and your office is competitive, it's one of the reasons why you're at the top of the uh, Colonial Life uh, DGA level. So congratulations, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, if I can add one thing in there. Um, nope, I, nope, I, nope. You had your chance. Okay. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, <laughs> Go ahead buddy. No, Go ahead. I, I think it's vitally important that we, we add in there with competitiveness. We also have we also have to be mentors, and and I see a lot of people out there have one, but they don't have the other, and I I think our team has done a phenomenal job. It's not just me. Please don't think that. It's my team has done a phenomenal job stepping up to be mentors for other people, even those that are not on the team. They're reaching out to other offices. They're reaching out to people in different parts of the country just to say, hey, if I can teach you or tell you what worked for me and the way I failed and teach you what not to do, you know, what path I went down, we're definitely willing to talk to you about the good and the bad and the ugly um, to help you move forward. And, and the team has that attitude and that's what's phenomenal. And, um, and I think I came into this role at a great time because I came in with another phenomenal leader, which you've had as a speaker, Kevin Grant, and he's been a great mentor to me as well. Awesome. I think that's a you nuked that right there, and you're, you're exactly. No, he right. nuked it. He uh, nuked it for sure. So, so Chris, here, so you said you had a big, uh, diverse uh, history on some certain things. So, what, what was Chris Daniels like ten years ago? And if you could give advice to Chris Daniels ten years ago, what would you give him? I would say the biggest advice I would give to Chris Daniels as a young entrepreneur, the guy that just said, "I'm going to make it come heck or high water." I'm so laser focused was sometimes being laser focused is a mistake because I think I would have been so much better off or my life would have been so much easier as far as learning if I would have reached out to successful people in and out of the industry um, and just ask for advice, taking opportunities to question, taking opportunities just to not say a word, but just watch and learn from others um, instead of saying so, so, staying so focused on me winning. Um, I think seeing it today, I've excelled because I've stepped back and I've learned from others, regardless of their age, regardless of their, their titles, regardless of anything else. I'm excelling in my personal world because I'm learning from others. And I wish I could go back 10 years ago to smack that 10-year younger kid or adult because I'm older than you guys, but in the head and say, hey, humble yourself, look at what others are doing. And don't reinvent the wheel, but take the wheel and make it better. Yeah, that's a huge point. And, and when, when was that light switch, Chris? What, what happened that triggered that, you know what, humility is so important, and instead of me winning, I want to help other people win, and I want to be able to uh, be a positive influence? Uh, a lot of that came from, you know, different people in my life in and out of work, you know, um, Meeting my wife, she is so incredibly focused on getting better and self-educating. She's put herself through school, through her master's program, her EMBA program, um, 50 hours a week at work, and then still doing another 
20, 30 hours a week of just studying. Um, but she would always reach out to other people to get their advice. She would always reach out to others to, to find out how to be better. She was never shy about saying, I don't know, or I, I would love to have some help. And it was good to see because she's a very strong person. She's type A personality like most of us are. Um, so I saw it at home. And then as I saw it at home, it enabled me in the work life to open up my eyes and see it going on in my work life. And other great leaders in the organization were doing that on a daily, hourly basis. They were constantly calling other people. Um, so a, a significant time where it flipped off, it wasn't that. It was gradually building to where I was opening my eyes to seeing it. I think it was always there. I think I was closed-minded, and I didn't realize how impactful that was going to be. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a huge learning curve right there. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Hey, Chris, name a time where you were humbled by failing and how it made you better. Um, you know, I, I would say the failing part has come multiple times. Um, you know, I think in our business, you know, you quit a hundred times or a thousand times in your head just when the negativity creeps in. And, and I can tell you there's been a couple times where, um, in one specifically where I had worked really hard to to build this this organization and I stepped out of my comfort zone I didn't have a a salary coming in to protect me and everything I thought that was going to work and I started to build kind of crashed down on me and I and I kind of started going through the realization maybe I'm not as good as I think I am and and really just coming home to tell my wife I'm failing at this was very difficult and this was only, you know, a year and a half ago or two years ago where where everything I had built in the first quarter of 2016 was just crashing down on my head. And I literally had to start from scratch all over in the second quarter, but very quickly realized the reason the second quarter worked so well is I found somebody that was the strength to my weakness. And I realized that if I give them all my attention and I focus everything on them, um, I'm going to learn from them and they're going to be my biggest asset, um, to the organization, but their biggest asset is the fact that I'm not going to think of myself. I'm going to think of them and do whatever I can to help them succeed. And, and it just, it, this, the sky was the limit at that point. I, I found an incredible partner. I found a, a friend for life and it's just continued to grow since then. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that conversation. Chris, <laughs> that we had that we had after second quarter um, well, or after after first quarter on, Craig I don't want to interrupt you but uh we got a few mi minutes here so let's touch on that because a uh Chris you understanding and realizing you are failing is a huge and most people don't do that and b Craig from your standpoint uh you having that courageous conversation with Chris uh touch on that because that's a leadership those are two big leadership issues and mistakes people make one not a, not admitting failure extreme ownership and two on your side Craig being able to realize look this guy is not doing well I, I don't want to sugarcoat things I need to talk to him about it 
Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that, and I'll let Chris tell the story. So just to be clear, I am not the person he's talking about as his partner. That would be Frankie Padula yes, talking yes, about. And, yes. um, and and just wanted to make sure everybody understood that, that Frankie and him have done this and, and completely killed it together. And they are true DGA ADM partners, and, and they run the team as partners. So unbelievable job, you two, creating that. Um, the conversation – I was talking about with something that just Chris and I had, um, and I'll let him kind of tell that story a little bit just because we all knew Chris had greatness in him, and there was ever a doubt about that. And Chris never doubted himself, and it took a little bit of a humbling first quarter to realize, hey, like, crap, you know, what am I, what am I doing here? And it wasn't that anything he was – you know, doing wrong. It was just the fact of what he was focused on. And, um, and so Chris, I'll let you kind of tell that, that story because you tell it much better than I do. Well, I think it comes down to one word, consistency. That was my failing point. I was not staying consistent about any task that Craig was asking me to stay consistent about. I was completely trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, and, and that was the problem. So, um, you know, Craig and I sat down and because, you know, he believes in the mentorship and sat down and we had our coaching session and, and, and I was just like, Craig, what am I, what am I doing wrong here, man? I, I, I'm not, this isn't working. I'm failing. You know, I feel like I know what I'm doing, but it's not happening. I, you know, the, the rubber's not meeting the road for some reason. So he said, tell you what, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. And if you do that one thing, I guarantee you, your life will change for the better from now forward. And I said, great, lay it on me. What's this magic wand issue, you know, magic formula you're going to give me? He says, be consistent for 90 days. Commit to me for 90 days that you'll follow a game plan. And it wasn't a complicated game plan. It was the simple game plan we're still using today two years later. But it was do not deviate from it for 90 days. Stick to it for 90 days whether you're positive or whether it's it feels like it's working or whether it may not be working in your head, stick to it for 90 days. And I repeat that over and over because I have had this exact conversation with every single person that has come through the door in the organization that that changed my life was Craig's comment that took 10 seconds to have with me to commit to 90 days. Well, it's just, you know, I'm not smart enough to be complicated, so I can usually, you know, communicate things simply. And that's all it was, man. You would, you know, so many people, and it's not just you, but it, it, I do it. I still do it today, like where something starts working really well. And all of a sudden we, we think logically, oh, let's change it because it's working so well. Or let's try to make it better instead of just continuing to do it. And something that we talk about a lot is um, the, the only difference between a, a – minor league baseball player that hits two that the batting average is 250 and a major league hall of famer whose batting average is 300 so either hitting in the minor leagues or being a major league hall of famer is one hit a week during the season now they play they play six days a week right so you're talking four to five at bats each game and you're talking one extra dribbler as a hit one extra you know, like they say on Bull Durham, ground ball with eyes, you know, but that's, it's one extra hit a week. And, and, and what it takes to get that one extra hit a week with Colonial is doing the things consistently. And no matter what your role is, you have to focus on the things that are, that, that get you to where you want to go. And so as a leader and as a DJ, you better recruit and you better recruit every single week or you're going to lose the consistency and the momentum because consistency creates momentum. And when you get the momentum going, that's a hard thing to stop. 
And, and also, so you got to focus on setting appointments. So if you're a leader in this organization and you focus on two things every single week, one, recruiting, and two, setting appointments, everything else will just happen. And, and to add to that, even though it doesn't need to be added to, but I'm going to because you know me, um, when you're recruiting consistently, you can then be more selective to the culture that you're trying to create. You don't have to just accept everybody that comes through the door um, because you're desperate. And I think that's important, too. You can, give, you can give the person that has the right attitude and the right mindset but is dressed like he just came off a construction site the opportunity to say, I'm going to give you the chance to do what you're dreaming you can do. But you don't have that opportunity if you're not staying consistent with recruiting. That's right. That's right, man. It's awesome. Well, awesome. TJ, what else do you have to add, buddy? Uh, I'm good, Chris. Uh, I thank you for what you're saying. You you brought up some great topics around being positive, um, realizing that you can't you can't do it all yourself, and you need to find support, and you need to build teams, and that when you start realizing when you're putting other people first, uh, success actually happens. So you really put up brought up a lot of great topics, Chris. So thank yes, you. Yes, you did. Outstanding job, Mr. Daniels. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity just to talk with you. You guys are definitely incredible leaders in the organization, and, and everybody's paying attention to you because of where you're at and what you've done. And uh, we're chasing you down because we, we want to we give you competition too. Good. Come on. Come, come, come on. on. Um, <laughs> Anything so you'd like to add, Chris? Um, just for people that are thinking about doing this business, if, if you believe you're strong enough and you have the work ethic and you have the right um, attitude to want to help others and want to be better and want to provide a better life for your family, then give yourself the opportunity to make it happen. Don't settle. Go out there and attack it and find the people that are willing to take you by the hand and lead you to that success. And when they try to teach you or when they're showing you something, be a sponge and soak it up. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of us out there that do care about you and want you to succeed. Because um, I've learned after being in the business for so long, it's less about the money today. It's more about the legacy that's being left behind. And my joy comes from seeing the team succeed. My joy comes from helping others um, you know, do things for their kids that they never thought they could dream of and take that dream vacation. Um, and that's where I get the satisfaction and just seeing the smiles on their faces and, and just how one day they're, they're not so happy. The next day they're doing high fives and cartwheels down the road. It's just there's a joy there that you, you don't even realize. So take the opportunity, please. Awesome. That's awesome, brother. That is outstanding. Well, get back to it. I know it's Wednesday, so you should be doing interviews instead of uh, recording a podcast. So I don't know what the heck you're doing with your consistency on your calendar here, but right. um, Way to you go. know, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. My partner is doing it right now. <laughs> that's right. Go. Boom. Uh, Take that. That's right, buddy. Have awesome. a good one, man. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Great, you, man. See ya, Craig. That was uh, that was phenomenal, huh? She's got a lot of great points here that Chris brought up. Uh, a few ones is the, the opportunity to shine, making sure that you seize the moment, be prepared. I always like to use the word Tom Coughlin's humble enough to prepare, confident enough to perform. Uh, Heath brought it up the other day. It's, opportunities are all over the place. Uh, you just need to be ready for it. Uh, and when the opportunity comes, you need to be prepared to, to, to take care of business. Uh, I, and I mentioned this before, uh, but 
him talking about his failures of some inadequacies of just feeling like he can do it all and then realizing he can't and that he does have weaknesses and needs to find people out there that partner with who, who complement his weaknesses with, with their strengths, uh, that's huge. That's a huge learning curve that a lot of people never get to um, because their ego's getting away. So huge, uh, huge thumbs up to, to Chris on that. Uh, those are those are some quick takeaways that I that I grabbed. How about you? That, that's awesome, man. Um, very very similar. Um, something that you know we didn't talk about was, and I'll and I'll kind of make some fun here. Um, you know, just like me when I started my colonial career, and I've I've kind of told this story before, is that you know I had all wrinkled clothes. I had two dress shirts that came from Walmart, one pair of dress pants, shoes had holes in them. I mean, and my territory manager told my DGA that I'm not allowed in the territory office until I learned how to either iron my clothes or get some dry cleaning, right? So no one was even close to that extreme on on Chris's team. But now that they're having success, I get to sit back and just kind of observe. And these guys are coming in, and every week somebody has a new suit. Or somebody on their team got some new shoes or something, you know, and everybody's pumped up. And what it does is when Chris started dressing like, you know, like Deion Sanders always says, if you dress good, you feel good. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good, you know, and if you play good, you get paid good. And so one of the things that I've noticed on Chris's team, and he might not even realize this, is that he has started to step his game up with the way he presents himself, right? And the way that he comes to the office and the way he's dressed. And then Frankie now is dressing more appropriately and dressing to the T's. And then Joe, and then all these guys are coming in. And now it's like a competition every week around who can come to the office dressed the best. And and then they all are, you know, competing, which it doesn't matter what you're competing on. If you're competing, that means your juices are going, which means that you're going to perform better on the field or in the office. And so, I would highly encourage, you know, we talk about this all the time. The number one thing that you can focus on in your office is culture. And if you have a culture of winning, if you have a culture of recruiting, you have a culture of making appointments, you have a culture of camaraderie and competitiveness, that's a good culture for what we do. And you've got to always be focused on little things that affect your culture. If you're showing up to the office, dressed down. Don't expect your team to show up to the office dressed up. And I am guilty of that a hundred percent i'm sitting here just thinking about different things that have happened and i'm the first one that wants to wear blue jeans and boots and a t-shirt and a backwards hat i mean that's that's more me right but when you're a leader and you're leading a sales organization you're leading a team with colonial or anything make sure you're the best you're, you're, you're creating a competition in that office but make sure you guys are dressing up to perform and showing up to be a little bit better than your competition so that's a little bit of advice yeah, i would yeah. i would give you everybody listening no, that, that's some very good insight, Craig, and it's something special about wearing a nice suit that fits right. I know it makes me feel more confident, and it's, it's almost like a Superman cape, per se, and yep. when I put it on, it's game time, and every time when I get home, my, my wife says, okay, you got to change, so I'll open up the door, I'll grab Quinn, I'll take my sports coat off, I'll carry her upstairs, I'll change, I'll get out of my, my suit, and then I'll come down in a t-shirt and shorts, and I'm dad. Yep, and then when and I like, put that on in the morning, it's game time. I'm like, wow, it's kind of like yep. wearing a Fusic T-shirt. It is, right? I mean, like when I put the Fusic T-shirt on, I'm Lug ready to go do Fusic. something. Like whenever, whenever I go, like I'm serious. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm no, not trying I, to like make a right. plot here. Like, yep. like in Vermont, like we're going to Vermont. I've already 
the first thing I pack when I fuse a t-shirt, because I know that like when I'm zip lining through the mountains in Vermont, there's not many times that I ever thought I would be doing things like that. Yeah. And so for me, that's a fusic story. And so I, I like that's something that keeps inspiring me to make the next trip and win the next competition with Colonial. That's is right. Fusic, you know? And so yeah. that's something that really gets me going with that. No, that's that's fantastic. I, br- I, th- I brought eight fusic t-shirts for all the uh, people at this bar. So we're going <laughs> to take a nice awesome, big man. picture. So, well, this is we're great, good. Craig. This is a great one. Uh, thank you again. This is special. Uh, glad to be a part of something special like this. This movement is phenomenal. Tell your uh, friends, everybody. This yes. is not a. This is not a. This is not anything we're doing to try to you know better ourselves. This is all about everything else. And I, you know, and selfishly, it does get us better because I enjoy doing it. it. Puts me in a much better mood. But if you all guys day. don't share it with your friends and it's not a movement, then our goal is not accomplished. So let's see if we can change some lives for the better. Tell your friends about it. Fusic us. Um, also find us on Facebook, Fusic, um, Instagram, Fusic. Uh, my name is Craig Miller. You can find me on LinkedIn or, or Facebook as well. And TJ, where can they find you? Yep, TJ McGinnis, uh, Facebook, TJ McGinnis, and Instagram at McGinnis516. Uh, so awesome, till next, till next time, everybody, have a good one. Love y'all. Bye-bye. See ya. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.